0: This is NTL Now, your Northern Tier League sports podcast. NTL Now is brought to you by Circle W Sports, the new name in the game for high school sports. The NTL Now podcast is also brought to you by Endless Mountains Brace and Mobility, Max Driving Academy, Jimmy's Park Hotel, Mansfield University, and Thompson Sports and Apparel. Now let's join the hosts of NTL Now. Here's Shane Wilbur.
1: Welcome back, Northern Tier League fans, to another great week of NTL Sports and another episode of the NTL Now Podcast. And we'll be back with you and ready to go for another week and uh, boy oh boy lots of news and information to talk about this week. Of course we've got District 4 playoff action beginning on the soccer side this week. Also uh, on the horizon here we've got Rivalry Week for NTL Football and of course uh, a whole lot of uh, district updates to do as far as the uh, soccer brackets and stuff as well. So we're going to talk about all of that coming up here this week too and of course uh, we've got uh, all kinds of uh, interviews coming your way this week as well. Uh, we're going to talk football rivalries this week. Uh, we're going to break down the Jones Trophy game with Nick Coyle from the Tioga Publishing Company and the Wellsboro Gazette. So that'll be coming up here in just a little while. Also, we'll talk about the other football rivalry games as well with Chris Manning from the Northern Tier Sports Report. So Chris will be along a little bit later on. He's going to break down uh, all of the other rivalry games, uh, The Broncos Helmet, the Rusty Rail, and of course uh, the old shoe as well. Those of you curious on the radio side this week where our rivalry football games are going to be, well, 95-3 the bridge with Kenny Lane and Mickey Fox will be heading to Peterson Stadium in Wyalusing as they will have coverage of the bronze helmet game on 95-3 the bridge. I will be in Canton at Miller-A-Moyer Field as the Warriors will take on the Troy Trojans in the old shoe game. Both games set for a 7 p.m. kickoff coming up on Friday night. All right, now as we dive into this week's episode, uh, first off, want to take a quick moment here and uh, give some kudos where they are due uh, in the Northern Tier League as the NTL has just elected yet another class into the cross country hall of fame that's right this week the ntl uh just put together their 2021 hall of fame class and i want to take some time here quickly and congratulate uh, all of the area runners who were elected into this year's Hall of Fame class. Congratulations going out to Tim Cron of Sayre, Joanne Kent of Mansfield, Sonia Shedden, Davey of Troy, also Lauren Barrett of Wyalusing, Jenny Stevens of Wyalusing, and uh, as a team, it was the 2013 Northeast Bradford Boys team, and the coach elected into this year's uh, Hall of Fame class was uh, one of our favorite guests here on the podcast, Coach Jim Schools of Y-Lusing. Uh Reached out to Coach Schools, tried to get him this week on the podcast. We're going to have to catch up with him at a later time, uh, but want to take a quick moment and uh, really uh, give Coach Schools his due. Was kind of looking through here uh, on some of his credentials. I mean, folks, listen to this. I mean, he's been coaching Since 1990, he's won seven NTL boys' titles, uh, most recently a four-peat of 2018, 19, 20, and 21, not to mention five NTL girls' titles as well. Uh, He's won the last three there from 2019, 2020, and 2021 also five district four boys titles uh, most recently in 2018 and 2019 and three girls district titles as well in 2019 and 2020 the most recent for them and also his girls team took second at the 1999 PIAA championships and his runners have a total of 17 state medals I mean, the guy's got personality, charisma. He's a great podcast guest. And now reading all of these credentials, holy wow. He is definitely a legend on the cross-country side. So uh, Coach Schools, hey – Congratulations on being a part of this year's Hall of Fame class. Also, I want to wish you well. I know you and uh, your team definitely getting ready uh, for some big running adventures tomorrow into the District 4 cross-country meet as well. So definitely want to give Coach Schools uh, some uh, props and, of course, a big – uh, good luck, wish going out to all of our area runners as well uh, as they get ready for the cross country district meet going on at Bloomsburg University. I think racing action starts down there tomorrow uh, at 9:30 with the Class A running. So definitely uh, good luck to all of our area runners that will be uh, heading to Bloomsburg. And uh, whether it's team or individual, hopefully you know we get a good portion of uh, runners heading down uh, to states down in Hershey uh, next weekend, I believe. So. So So, yes, definitely want to give uh, a big shout to all of the uh, cross-country athletes uh, out there getting ready uh, for their big showcases uh, this week and next. But as we get you rolling here on the podcast this week, hey, we've got some District 4 soccer to talk about. We're going to break down some brackets on that coming up here in just a little bit. We're going to talk about all the great matchups that are on the horizon this week as we've still got uh, some great teams in action. Uh, Athens girls, uh, I believe the boys as well. Troy girls, they're still uh, in action coming up later this week. Congratulations to the Northeast Bradford girls. As Northeast Bradford uh, advanced on uh, with a win, the other day as well. So, uh, still some great soccer action still going on. Uh, I want to congratulate uh, the Y girls on a great season. Unfortunately, their season came to a close with a District Four playoff loss to Line Mountain, as they were defeated seven to three by the Lady Eagles. So, congratulations to Y on a great season there. Alright, so when we come back, we are going to start talking District 4 soccer. We're going to put that into perspective. We'll go through the brackets on that. Also, we'll keep you up to date on the District 4 volleyball standings as well. So stick around for all that coming up in just a little while. But up next, it's time to start talking NTL Football Rivalry Week. That's right. Nick Coyle from the Tioga Publishing Company and Wellsboro Gazette. He's coming your way next. We're going to talk the Jones Trophy game. The Wellsboro Green Hornets. The North Penn Mansfield Panthers should be a great one Friday night. We've got the preview for you next right here on the NTL Now podcast.
0: Growing up in a small town. It's important
2: to get your name out there if you want to play at the next level.
0: Circle W Sports helped me get the exposure I needed. It's really been a one-stop shop for college coaches where they can go in there and they can find
1: information about not only one player, but the rest of our team, guys that they might not be thought they were interested in before they went to the website. So Circle W has really done that. It links highlight films, contact information, everything that the coach would need.
0: Circle W Sports,
1: the
2: new name in the game for high school sports.
1: Jimmy's Park Hotel in Canton is geared up and ready for the fall sports season. Stop into Jimmy's today and find out about all their great weekly promotions, including Northern Tier Night on Wednesdays for teachers, staff, and employees. Don't forget about Thirsty Thursday with pizza pitcher specials, and, of course, football weekends, including Yingling Drafts on Saturday and Miller Light Drafts on Sunday. Follow Jimmy's Park Hotel on Facebook for more details and, of course, their weekly dinner specials. Call 570-673-8777 back here on the ntl now podcast and uh, as promised uh, it is time to talk ntl rivalry week and uh, you know let's uh, get it going this week With the Morty, as uh, Cam Fabian once told me back at NTL Media Day uh, back in August. But, you know, it's the uh, Morton Jones Trophy. It's Wellsboro. It's North Penn Mansfield. Let's get a fresh perspective on this. Let's welcome in Nick Coyle from the Wellsboro Gazette, Tioga Publishing Company. Nick, thanks so much for uh, taking some time this week. And uh, welcome to your first appearance here on the podcast.
3: Hey, thanks a lot for having me. I really
1: appreciate the opportunity. Nick, all right, let's dive into this one here uh, a little bit. Now, uh, North Penn Mansfield, Wellsboro, uh, two teams uh, kind of in different directions here. You've got uh, Wellsboro, a team with a lot of senior leadership, a lot of athleticism, You've got uh, North Penn Mansfield, a team that, you know, is uh, kind of building, finding its way, but uh, slowly coming along here. And, you know, I, I think this is going to make for uh, a little intrigue coming up on Friday. Definitely. You know, I think the the biggest
3: thing is, is when, when you have Wellsboro and Mansfield, I, I don't think the records matter. And sometimes I don't even think how, you know, the teams performed so far this season even matter. Anything can happen. Um, last year was a prime example of that.
1: So let's, uh, you know, kind of uh, paint this picture. You've got uh, Island Park, <laughs> a Friday night, and the potential for Lord knows how much rain. I've got to think if you're Coach Dickinson, you got to like the fact that uh, you've got Wellsboro coming to your place off the turf and conditions that uh, could be fairly in your favor. I definitely
3: agree. And, you know, the other thing with Mansfield is, is they, uh, they they rely heavily on their run game, too. Um, they, they like to use those two running backs, uh, Cameron Fabian and Cohen Lehman, who are very different skill set-wise. But they'll, they'll be ready to pound the rock. And I think being on their field is going to have be, be a huge advantage for them down the stretch.
1: You know, and I think, you know, you made a good point there. Uh, Cohen Lehman, I think, has had potentially uh, as good a month uh, of any NTL running back uh you know I know he started off the month with a big touchdown night uh, against Towanda last week of course uh, another 5 to his total uh, against Columbia Tech. so I mean he he's having as good a month as any uh for any NTL runner right now
3: Definitely you know and the, the thing is is uh he does a good job of when there's nothing there you know he'll 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 come to the line and he'll bounce it out to the outside and he finds green grass every time somehow. And I mean, against CMVT, I think he had six carries or seven or eight carries and five of them, uh, three of them went for touchdowns. So, you know, he's just a a home run waiting to happen. And I think the underrated part of their backfield is, is uh, Cameron who he's just a lightning quick running back and he hits the hole so fast and he just, he compliments the way Cohen runs so well. So it gives them, you know, different looks to give teams, and it's, they're going to need it because Wellsboro's defensive front seven is absolutely ridiculously good.
1: You know, and obviously speaking of Wellsboro, uh, a team, you know, that you've seen a lot of as well over that way. Uh, I had the opportunity to see Wellsboro in their game against Canton. Uh, You know, a team that obviously, you know, when you have the likes of the speed of Connor Adams, uh, a physical runner like that of a Darren Callahan. And, uh, you know, I think one of the underrated factors, though, for Wellsboro is uh, the best, I think, complete football player on their team might be Joe Brown, who nobody really talks about.
3: Definitely, you know I think Wellsboro. It's it's been tough to evaluate them so far this year. You know they've had so many snafus throughout the throughout the season. You know losing players, you know schedule changes and whatnot. And you know when I got a chance to see them last week. Their their defense was just all over the field. And Joe Brown is he he he's a player who runs sideline to sideline and gets everywhere. But the player that on that defense that really should be. You know, noted is Ryan Sweet is absolutely a terror in the backfield, and he only had two sacks against Athens, but he had maybe three of them called back on tic-tacky fouls, and um, he has just been the most disruptive force. And I, I, it's tough for me to see a situation where their front seven isn't going to be getting to the into the backfield on Friday night.
1: All right, so, you know, and talking with uh, Nick Coyle here from the Tioga Publishing Company and Wellsboro Gazette. You know, Nick, uh, I'm curious to pick your brain a little bit here. You've seen both of these teams. You know their strengths. You know their weaknesses. Kind of uh, tell me, tell the listeners out there, uh, what do you see as uh, some strengths for North Penn Mansfield? Where do you see that they might have some success in this matchup on Friday? Well, I definitely think being at home is gonna be a huge advantage for them. They always draw
3: just an amazing crowd and it's such a cool stadium, you know, kinda of tucked back there with the trees and everything and it has a really great atmosphere. And I think that's gonna be a big deal for them. And I think the fact that they're a team that can run the ball and will run the ball helps as well. Um their passing game is very screen oriented, very, you know, five yard downfield. They're not gonna be trying to, you know, take the top off the defense too much. So I think if it's going to be a rainy weather game, that's going to help them. Defensively, I mean, uh, Gavin Sexwire, he's one of the best players, not even just in the NTL, probably all of District 4. He's pound for pound, an absolute animal. Um, he's going to give some problems to Wellsboro's running game. So I think that it's going to help them at least a little bit. Um, it's still going to be tough, though, because I, I just think up front it's, it's going to be a battle for them.
1: Now, you know, when you you mention up front, obviously, uh, Wellsboro's had a very good tradition of, uh, you know, some big bruisers uh, up front for them this year. However, you know, like you said, I mean, they've gone through uh, quite a bit this year. You know, I mean, obviously, uh, they start the year, they get shut down. They now uh, have bounced back a little bit. Obviously, last week's big win over Athens is going to have them uh, with some high momentum uh, coming into this week. But, you know, I I wonder, have we seen uh, the best yet out of Wellsboro, or do you think there is still more to come, you know, as uh, we approach another week?
3: I mean, I I think that Wellsboro is a team that is peaking at the right time. Um, I think the game they played against Cannon – that score wasn't indicative of how that game was played. Wellsboro played three quarters with a team that is considered probably you know the best in the NTL right now. And I think you know after that game against Athens, you come away thinking you know they have all their weapons back. They have shown up front. You know they're not huge up front, but they're a mean, lean fighting machine. Um, they have Hayes Campbell, Campbell up there. They have uh, Wyatt Gastrod. Um, they just have a bunch of guys who just get after it. So I mean, I think you're going to see them on Friday night start to finally peak. And I think it's a perfect time for them because, you know, they're going to be heading into the playoffs. And I think, yeah, they're, they're, they're on a good trajectory upward,
1: you know, and here's something interesting too. And, uh, you know, I was, uh, talking with uh, Chris Manning uh, about this too and uh, you know we'll have that interview coming up a little bit later on in the podcast but you know you look at the uh, the, the double-a standings where Wellsboros obviously they're battling uh you know for a, a home playoff game potentially uh, next week you've got North Penn Mansfield who's you know in that seventh spot right now in the triple a standings but you know a, a win over Wellsboro might propel them maybe a little higher up the uh, ladder as well for the triple-a playoffs so i mean not only are you playing uh with the morton trophy uh, on the line here but i mean playoff seating is kind of becoming a big thing here for both of these teams heading into rivalry week definitely you know north pan north
3: Penn mansfield especially because you know if you're going to get in the first round of the playoffs i would much rather see a on toursville than at danville um I, I just think that that's a more enticing matchup and uh, for Wellsboro, you know, getting that home field advantage is a huge deal for them. And it just puts so much more into this. And these teams already just they just want to beat each other already. So it's its, it's going to add just all these added elements that make it great. It's going to have bad weather. It's going to be a mud bowl. its It's just everything you want in a rivalry week.
1: I'll tell you what, you know, uh, it's definitely had uh, its share of dramatics over the last uh, few years, and what's been interesting is, you know, when you have the Jones Trophy, and then, of course, you know, these two teams on occasion have met in the first round of playoffs after. Now, of course, Mm -hmm. the way that both of these teams are in different classes, you won't have that scenario this year, but still uh, a lot of intensity uh, heading into this one Friday. Now, Nick, you know, before uh, I let you get out of here, I want to kind of get your perspective here. On you know North Penn Mansfield season as a whole, because uh, you know back at media day, Coach Dickinson, you know he was uh, very adamant that he wasn't really sure what his team was going to be this year you know due to a lot of underclassmen having to replace a lot of the uh seniors you know that he had lost from a year ago I mean given what we've seen out of this team this year I would think coach Dickinson's really got to rate this this season a success especially with the chance to uh maybe get what uh you know at least a 500 record maybe even six wins this year
2: yeah I
3: think they've they've definitely exceeded expectations and I think you know, a big part of that is you know looking at their quarterback situation. Carson Dominic has done a great job of throwing the football. You know, he's he's had some issues with a uh, a lot of a lot of passes dropped this season. You know, it, it happens here and there and whatnot. But um, I think that he's shown the ability to get the ball downfield and be able to take the top off a of def- defense if he needs to. And you know, in that short passing game offense that Dickinson does run. Um, he does a really good job of getting his receivers in stride and things like that. And I think that's gonna be a huge building block for them moving forward. Um, I think I I it's hard not to rate this as this, as a almost an overachievement. You know, they they've beaten the teams they're supposed to. They haven't laid any eggs and they they played good football for the most part. So, you know, I, I it's it's hard not to say this was a successful season for them.
1: Okay, so, Nick, you know, we're going to end this with this. I'm going to give you two scenarios, and uh, you're going to give me uh, both of the uh, Nick Coyle perspectives here. So, uh, Friday night, the Morton Jones Trophy at North Penn Mansfield. The Hornets come away with victory if what happens? Um, They're going to come away with victory if they can hold the running game to under 100 yards. Okay, now North Penn Mansfield on the flip side, they come away with victory on Friday night. If they can do what? They're gonna have to force at least two, three turn at least three turnovers. Wow going for the gusto there on the turnovers. I like it. So, yes, definitely going to be a great one. Always intensity when these two teams lock it up. And, of course, this will be held at Island Park on uh, Friday night over at North Penn Mansfield. You got two of the area's best coaches and Tom Dickinson for the Panthers, Coach Hildebrandt for the Hornets. Looking forward to a great one. Nick, I know you're going to have a great seat in the house or maybe uh, just a uh, great stand on the sideline, you know, as I would uh, recommend to all of my uh, reporter friends probably want to uh, invest in a good pair of muck boots maybe a brand new rain jacket for friday yep or use a good old-fashioned garbage bag over the head (laughs) nothing wrong with that either nick Coyle, the (laughs) wellsboro gazette the tioga publishing company thank you so much this week for sitting down talking some football and uh, hey who knows maybe we'll catch up as the district playoff season goes as well hey sounds good thanks for having me All right, that's Nick Coyle here on the NTL Now podcast this week. Folks, stick around. Up next, you know what we're doing. We're diving into uh, District 4 soccer, District 4 volleyball, and coming up a little bit later, we're going to talk District 4 football standings as well. That all comes your way after this timeout right here on the NTL Now podcast.
3: Endless Mountain Brace Mobility in Troy is a proud supporter of our area athletes in the Northern Tier League. Parents, don't just trust anyone if the athlete in your family is injured. Let the experts at Endless Mountains Brace Mobility be there to help make the recovery process as easy as possible. Call them today for more information on how they can help at 570-297-2993. That's 570-297-2993. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5, and closed Saturday and Sunday. That's Endless Mountain Brace Mobility in Troy.
1: You've got the newly permitted teenage driver in the family, but the patience to teach them just isn't there. That's why you call Max Driving Academy in Canton. Max Driving Academy will make sure your teenage driver is ready to be the safest driver on the road. That's Max Driving Academy. Call Tim McInch today, 570-404-7815. Or for more information, visit maxdrivingacademy.com or like Max Driving Academy on Facebook. That's Max Driving Academy, Canton. Welcome back here, folks, on the NTL Now podcast this week. Shane Wilber here with you. Thank you so much for tuning in, no matter how you have downloaded via Spotify, via Apple or Google Podcasts, maybe even NTLSports.com. No matter how you are tuned in, definitely glad to have you along and, of course, encouraging everybody out there. Tell your friends and relatives that the NTL Now podcast is where you need to be to get kind of that, uh, you know, uh, fresh perspective, maybe, uh, you know, just Kind of that uh, different vibe of NTL sports. Regardless, definitely want to have more and more listeners and followers along the way okay so we uh, just wrapped up talking uh, some NTL rivalry uh, week for the football side of things a little bit ago big thanks to Nick Coyle for uh, joining us for that Uh, coming up a little bit later on as I said we will talk with Chris Manning from the Northern Tier Sports Report Uh, Chris will be along a little bit later we'll break down the other three rivalry games coming up here this week as well but as it is uh, other postseason times too let's talk some Northern Tier League uh, soccer representation in the District 4 playoffs, shall we? So let's get uh, to the District 4 standings here, or the brackets, I guess, as we have uh, District 4 boys soccer brackets that were released this week here on the soccer side of things. So let's get to the quick playoff brackets here on the boys' side in Class A. Uh, looks like uh, we have the Northeast Bradford boys. They are going to be in action as they are the seventh seed. They're going to be coming up in action on Saturday. That location for that ball game has yet to be determined for that soccer matchup. They are going to take on the second seed, Juniata Christian. So that'll be coming up uh, later on this week. Uh, good luck to the Northeast Bradford Panthers boys uh, with that action uh, coming up into the weekend Uh, other action for Northern Tier League teams uh, unfortunately I do not know if we will have results but uh, North Penn Liberty is actually uh, in action in the District 4 playoffs as this is being recorded Uh, so North Penn Liberty uh, down at Central Columbia uh, at last check North Penn Liberty was uh, on the downside of that score but uh, maybe before this thing is uh, finished recording We'll have some results there, but uh, as it sits right now, uh, Central Columbia leading North Penn Liberty in soccer action. Uh, Congratulations to the Wellsboro Hornets. Of course, last week we had the uh, opportunity to talk with Jack Poyer. Wellsboro, the sixth seed in the District 4 playoffs in AA. They will take on third-seeded Milton coming up on Saturday at a location to be determined, and on to the AAA bracket where the Athens Wildcats will be the third seed. They'll be in semifinal action coming up on Saturday. They will take on the second-seeded Seals of Sealands Grove in their soccer action for the District 4 playoffs coming up uh, later on this week. All right, we've done the boys. Let's go on to the girls, shall we? And let's get... The playoff bracket's up for the girls' playoff side of things. Into the Class A bracket, as I said, Northeast Bradford with a 5-0 win over Juniata Christian uh, earlier this week. So the Northeast Bradford Lady Panthers, the nine seed in the girls' Class A bracket, they will now be in uh, action coming up on Saturday as well. They will take on top-seeded South Williamsport. That action to be at a location and time to be announced coming up here uh, later on this week. All right, continuing on, let's go down through in the uh, Class A bracket. Uh, as we said earlier, unfortunately for Wailusing, their season has come to an end. The Lady Rams were defeated in soccer action uh, by Line Mountain by a score of 7-3, uh, to three. but uh, congratulations to Wailusing on a great season there. Uh, other NTL teams that were defeated in Class A, Williamson unfortunately found themselves on the uh, – Defeated end as they were defeated by the defending state champion, Southern Columbia Lady Tigers. Southern Columbia, the third seed in the Class A bracket. Uh, Southern Columbia defeating Williamson 9-1. to Congratulations to the Lady Warriors, though, on a great season out there in Williamson. All right, let's go to the double-A bracket for girls where the Troy Lady Trojans will come in as the four-seed this week. They will be in the quarterfinals taking on fifth-seeded Bloomsburg. That matchup will be on Saturday. Time and location to be determined yet uh, coming up Later on this week, uh, other NTL teams in this double-A bracket, there are none. So let's go to the triple-A bracket uh, for the class triple-A uh, girls soccer action. And the Athens Lady Wildcats come in as the four seed. They will take on top-seeded Mifflinburg. That will be coming up on Saturday as well. Uh, that location and time yet to be determined too. So that is where we sit uh, with the District 4 updated brackets here. Uh, in the District 4 soccer action. So definitely uh, looking forward to seeing how the uh, soccer action plays out here through the District 4 playoffs uh, into the weekend. All right, so we've talked District 4 soccer. That means now that uh, we have to go to the volleyball side of things, and let's check out where the volleyball standings are right now as we get ready to have the upcoming volleyball playoffs. Of course, uh, the last uh, day for regular season competition will be coming up Saturday, I believe, when all games... Have to be in and played uh, for district consideration. So let's go to the Class A rankings right now in girls' volleyball for districts. If the playoffs were to start now, Canton would be the top seed. They are 13 and 2 overall. Galton would be two at 17 and 3. Northeast Bradford is through is third rather in the power rankings. They are 12 and 5 overall. And Sugar Valley Rural Charter comes in at 7 and 4. They would be the four seed. Looking at double. Action uh, for the girls volleyball standings. You've got North Penn Liberty, the top seed at 13 and one. Yalusing Valley 13 and five as the two seed. Williamson 12 and six comes in as the third seed. Tawanda and Wellsboro four and five. Tawanda eight and nine on the season. Wellsboro eight and twelve. As uh, that rounds out. The top five other NTL teams here. Uh, Troy sitting in the seventh seed, uh, a few games under 500 as well. So checking out uh, the single and cl- or single and double A rather uh, district four standings there uh, into the triple-A standings right now. That will be the. Uh, District 2, District 4, sub-regional. And right now Athens finds themselves on the outside looking in as it looks like right now only seven teams. Uh, will be represented in the uh, sub-regional so that's kind of where we are on the volleyball side as well so definitely wanted to uh, check in on that uh, as well all right so we're gonna take a, another quick break in the action here and when we come back we're gonna dive into the district four playoffs for football and then of course a little bit later on we will talk rivalry on the action or rivalries I should say on the horizon too this weekend with Chris man So still plenty of pigskin to talk about. We hit the District 4 standings for football coming up next. Stick around. That's on the way right here on the NTL Now podcast.
3: The best way to find the right college for you is to experience campus in person. Visit Mansfield University and see why students choose to live and learn on our beautiful campus. Surrounded by endless adventure, meet the faculty and current students connect with your personal admissions representative, and tour campus, including our on-campus residence halls, named top 10 best dorms in the country. Schedule your visit today at mansfield.edu slash visit.
1: It almost doesn't seem fair to all of us NTL football fans out there that the District 4 playoffs are right around the corner, but yet here we are that's right heading into the final week of the regular season and of course the district four playoffs right around the corner as well i just can't believe it i can't imagine uh, what it's like for the uh, players out there to see just how fast the season can go but uh, i know a lot of folks out there are looking forward to the upcoming postseason but Hey, you know what? Uh, It's definitely going to be uh, some interesting matchups coming up here as the District 4 playoffs approach. So let's dive into the District 4 standings, uh, maybe talk about some uh, potential matchups coming up here in the uh, first week of the District 4 playoffs uh, as we get uh, looking ahead here into the opening week uh, of the playoffs as well. All right, though the standings as we sit right now uh, for Class A, uh, really the only schools uh, that matter in Class A are just one, two, and three. Uh, as uh, the fourth seed Bucktail has opted out of the district playoffs, so only three teams will be going in Class A right now. Of course, you've got undefeated Canton at nine and zero, Muncie at eight and one, and Montgomery at four and five are your top three seeds in Class A. Of course, uh, Muncie and Montgomery already playing this year. Muncie, of course, getting the better. Of the Red Raiders and uh, Muncie with a really nice win last week uh, over state ranked Homer Center. Muncie going on the road, getting the 17 16 win there. I got to tell you, you know, this uh, Muncie team just doing it again. Uh, they had the opening week loss to Northwest Lehigh, a 5A school, a uh, school they picked up essentially because uh, Warrior Run, I believe, uh, had some COVID issues uh, for week one. Uh, Muncie, Northwest Lehigh, get on the phone, make it happen. Uh, Muncie, even in a loss, still gets power ranking points for playing a 5A school, so a uh, huge uh, coup there for Coach Tetrault and the Indians, but you know, right now, sitting at 8-1, and one, uh, you know, they've got their rivalry game with Hughesville this week. Uh, definitely uh, a big matchup there. Of course, Canton this week with Troy. I mean, big playoff implications there. I mean, I don't know exactly how this shakes out. I mean, uh, could Canton absorb a loss and still be the top seed? Or, you know, is uh, Muncie uh, still... Able to vault uh, the Warriors should things maybe not go their way against Troy. Uh, Muncie, you know, I just think right now they're playing such good ball that uh, I don't expect them to lose to Hughesville. Uh, on Friday night. So I think it's really uh, imperative for Canton to really, uh, you know, keep that aggressiveness going, keep that really uh, strong bond going, and uh, go out there and handle business on Friday and not leave it uh, to the stat numbers and the stat crunchers here and uh, just handle the business and get that top seed uh, for the Class A playoffs. But uh, yeah, definitely uh, not a lot of wiggle room, uh, no pun intended, uh, between these two schools as Muncie right now sits at point. 0.674 pretty much in the power rankings. And Canton's at about 0.730. So yeah, as you can tell, it's, it's coming down. Uh, to just uh, you know the a little bit here a little bit there you just never know uh, when stats come into play all right on the double-a side of things a little bit of a shakeup last week uh, with some big wins for South Williams Sport and Wellsboro uh, coupled that uh, with a second consecutive loss by Sayre and uh, the standings have shuffled a little bit in double-a you've got Southern Columbia right now at the top at eight and one Southern Columbia of course their only loss on the season to state top ranked uh, in AAA. a while missing area mount carmel right now at seven and two troy seven and two in third south leam sport uh, with their big week now in fourth at five and three wellsboro with their big win over athens last week they jumped to number five they are four and three on the season Sayre at five and four is six Bloomsburg, Northwest, and Lucing all there in the hunt, uh, 7, 8, and 9. Bloomsburg looks like they've pretty much got 7 locked up. Uh, If they can win this week, Northwest and Wailusing could be interesting to see Uh, how uh, the stats and the numbers break down for them uh, should they uh, both bowl out wins uh, this week. But Northwest, they got a big one with South. I think a win for Northwest would definitely vault them into the playoffs. Northwest plays South. They go out and handle business with Tawanda on Friday. Wyalusen could find themselves sneaking into the District 4 playoffs this season too. But, hey, like I said, a lot still to be shuffled. But, you know, something interesting though, uh, should things hold out, uh, a South Williamsport-Wellsboro rematch boy that uh would be something i think that the Mountaineers would definitely be looking forward to, of course, Wellsboro defeating South Williamsport uh, in week number two when the Mountaineers came to Wellsboro and the Hornets won by a score of 17-7. to So we shall see uh, how all of this pans out, but uh, I think uh, an interesting matchup there could be had should uh, the Hornets and the Mountaineers get together in the District 4 playoffs and, of course, uh, the also potential for a Troy-Sair rematch as well as they sit in the three and six spots. Uh, Will those seeds hold? Uh, who knows? You never know. I mean, South could get a win this week. Uh, you know, Troy, the old shoe game, you never know how that's going to go. And uh, we'll just kind of uh, wait and see. But right now, I mean, things looking like some potential regular season rematches uh, for the opening round of the District 4 playoffs next week. All right, on to Triple AAA uh, where you've got Danville, Montoursville, Loyal Sock, and Milton as the top four, Kalineski Valley, uh, and Athens, uh, you know, kind of uh, in those fifth and sixth spots. North Penn-Mansfield as well uh, sitting in seventh. So, I mean, a lot of shuffling uh, can be done there coming up uh, as well. I think it's imperative for all three of our NTL schools to win. uh, As you'll uh, find out coming up a little bit later on, uh, Chris Manning uh, will uh, inform us a little more on the uh, shuffle of the AAA uh, standings as well. So that's kind of where we sit uh, for District 4 standings for football. Of course, in the 4A bracket, uh, Jersey Shore, who's one of the top teams in the state, uh, they lead the 4A bracket uh, there, or 4A standings, I should say. Uh, for District 4 football. So that's kind of where we shuffle out right now uh, as things stand for the District 4 standings and uh, we'll be curious to see how much of an impact Rivalry Week has on uh, all of these standings as we move forward uh, in the coming weeks. All right, though, that's uh, enough of the District 4 talk let's get back into NTL rivalries, huh? Let's get into the Rusty Rail, the Bronze Helmet, the Old Shoe. We're going to talk about them all. Joining me in just a little bit, it's Chris Manning from the Northern Tier Sports Report, so stick around for Rivalry Breakdown next after after this quick time out here on the NTL Now podcast.
2: Thompson Sports and Apparel in Canton is your one-stop shop for clothing and apparel. Whether it's t-shirts, hats, sweatpants, sweatshirts, jewelry, or blankets, they can personalize or customize just about anything. If your school, club, or sports league is planning a fundraiser, call Thompson Sports and Apparel and see how they can help at 570-673-3655. That's Thompson Sports and Apparel in Canton. Open Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 and Saturdays 9 to 1.
1: Welcome back here, folks, this week on the NTL Now podcast. And, well, earlier in this episode, we uh, previewed The Morton Jones Trophy with uh, Nick Coyle from uh, the Tioga Publishing Company. Hey, let's take some time now. Let's uh, talk the other NTL football rivalry games this week as we've got three other ones to talk about as well. And, well, it gives me great pleasure to bring back from the Northern Tier Sports Report, Chris Manning. Chris, I mean, it's been a week, but you know what? We're in crunch time, so had to have you back this week.
2: Thanks, Shane. It's great to be back, and I expect uh, three really good games on Friday.
1: Well, I'll tell you what, man. It is going to be uh, a lot of interesting factors this week, Chris. I mean, I wonder right now uh, how many coaches this week are going to be wondering, should we have moved games because of weather? Because uh, obviously, (laughs) Rivalry Friday is looking like uh, we might need Noah's Ark to be able to get to the sidelines.
2: Yeah, it's it's going to be a wet one. It's going to be tough for everybody. Kent um, and Troy, I may not bother them because they don't like to throw the ball to begin with. But, you know, for the other teams that like to air it out a little bit, it, there might be some uh, game plan changing this week.
1: I mean, it's going to be fun for sure. But, all right, let's dive into some rivalry talk here this week. Hey, let's start uh, kind of in your backyard just over the hill uh, in Wyalusing. It's the bronze helmet game this week as the Wyalusing Rams and the Tawanda Black Knights get ready to lock it up. I got to tell you, man, you know, I know Tawanda is winless this year. But, man, just kind of seeing the way that, you know, things have kind of fallen this year, I'm not putting it out of the realm of possibility that this could be uh, the, the win that they get and what way to what a way to end the season, I should say, for them to get win number one against your rival.
2: Yeah, Tawanda's improved leaps and bounds the past few years, the past few weeks, I should say. Um, they played a really tough game against Tunkanik, which is a bigger school. Uh, they've really seemed to kind of coalesce um, around being a little bit more consistent offensively. Defensively, they still have some things to do, but I think they obviously have a lot of belief now that they can compete with these teams and they can win. So this is they're peaking at the right time if if your goal is to win rivalry week.
1: Well, I'll tell you what, something that I've kind of liked about this team – Uh, throughout the season and I've mentioned this a time or two before Uh, I think you know Grady Flynn has kind of come into his own as the year has gone on you know I think at the beginning of the year he was a little hesitant I think you know not a lot was really asked of him this year to be more of a game manager I like what uh, has happened with uh, Riley Vanderpool I think he's got a really bright future uh, as a running back here in the Northern Tier League so I do like you know what Tawanda has done I think going on as the year has gone you know you mentioned leaps and bounds I just think you know Tawanda has kind of done a little bit of stair climbing as the year goes you know kind of getting better week by week
2: yeah they really have I think the turnaround really probably started back in CV on homecoming when they um, put a scare into a pretty good CV team and ever since then they seem to be able to play a level above what they were playing earlier in the year and they were integrating a lot of new parts they have a lot of younger players like you mentioned Vanderpool he's just a freshman and you know he gets a lot of carries and gets the, gets the ball a lot so obviously when you have a younger team it's going to take a little bit longer but they do have a lot of potential and a lot of talent in the younger age group so I think you're starting to see that now
1: you know and now on to the other side with the Rams I mean you look at this on paper Chris I don't see why losing doesn't outscore Tawanda by at least a couple touchdowns just via the athletes that losing has. I mean, you've got Franklin on the outside, Oswald on the outside. Now, Morningstar didn't play last week. That's going to be a big question mark as to whether or not uh, he plays this week. But still, I mean, I just I feel like on paper this should be a losing at least score, maybe two score win on Friday. But just the inconsistent play of them makes me doubt it.
2: The thing with why losing is I don't think they've ever had their entire team that you see on paper this year. They've had a lot of injuries, a lot of problems with COVID. Um, another athlete you can mention, Jacob Bruin, when he's been in the game, he's been a game-changer on offense. But like, like we said, he's, they just haven't been able to have their full complement of players, and last week they didn't have their full complement of players against Troy. Um, I do think this week, though, they're going to try to get as many of them on the field as possible. You know, they are the ninth seed. So win here against Towanda may sneak them up into district, and obviously, you know, if you you want to end whether you go to districts or not, you always want to end the season beating your rival, and they do want to keep the bronze helmet. So I do think you will see as many of those players suiting up this Friday as as they can get healthy.
1: Well, you know, I would definitely be interested to see. Uh, Why losing with their full complement of players? Because I do think you know, top to bottom, uh, they are a very sneaky good team. You know, as crazy as it sounds, I think they've got athletes you know all across the board that really uh, could match up with anybody you know if they're fully healthy. But uh, like I said, you know, unfortunately for Coach Labarani in his first year, it just hasn't uh, all come together. Which I, I think, in in one aspect, kind of makes me lean you know maybe a little more towards Tawana just from the coaching aspect of the fact that you know those guys have been they've been through these battles before and, and I think you know the experience factor there might just be uh what favors Tawanda
2: yeah I think Tawanda probably has the advantage
1: coming in just because they seem to be consistently building
2: where why losing they don't really seem to know what they're going to have from week to week it's been very inconsistent because of the injuries uh but I do think you know you will see why losing really bring it this Friday with as many players as they can. So I, I do think it will be a very good game on Friday, um, especially if Why losing can bring um, a lot of their injured players back.
1: I'll, I'll say this: what I think works for the Rams on Friday, if indeed the weather plays a factor, I think Why losing is built more for a ground and pound game than that of Tawanda. Do you agree?
2: Um, I do think they can. Do a little bit of ground uh, ground in town. They do have Aiden Hudson. Aiden Hunsinger has been pretty good this year, and um, Kelly, when he's been able to get on the field, has been pretty good as well. Uh, but don't discount um, Vanderpool and Ryan West for Tuanda. And like you said, Tuanda's coaches they they've been around the block a little bit, so they know how to play in these conditions.
1: All right, let's flip the script now. Let's do the rusty rail up in the valley. Of course, Sayre going to get this one on their home field up at the Lockhart Street Bowl. Obviously, you know, uh, both of these teams, interesting ending to the season here for both of these teams. I mean, you know, Chris, we were just talking about uh, Sayre and, you know, how they were riding high off of that Troy win. They come into this one, you know, having lost two in a row, Athens you know a team that I think maybe we had some higher expectations for uh you know they they unfortunately uh found themselves on the losing end to Canton but I don't think anybody saw uh what Wellsboro did to them coming last week at all
2: yeah I was actually a little surprised about that too um I thought they'd have a hard time stopping a healthy Wellsboro team uh, but I didn't really I thought they'd be able to score a little bit more with their athletes but you know Wellsboro came to play and I think Wellsboro wanted to prove that they're a good team and that some of their problems this year have been because a lot like why losing they just haven't had their full complement of players and wellsboro you know their coaching staff's pretty good and they want it to peak at the right time uh but yeah for both athens and sarah it, it hasn't really been very good the past couple weeks uh sarah you kind of wonder if, if maybe um they've peaked a little early with the troy win uh it looks like they might get troy in district so you wonder if maybe they're Seeking past Athens this weekend a little bit uh, for Athens, yeah. You, Canton was a tough one. They they played decent against Canton. They were able to move the ball. They just couldn't finish drives. So I wonder what kind of happened between the Canton and Wellsboro games.
1: I'd like to be kind of a fly on the wall in both of these uh, coaching staffs meetings this week, you know, just because, I mean, you've got Sarah as you said, a team that, you know, they're, they're pretty much solidly in districts. You've got Athens, a team that's on the outside looking in, probably more of a spoiler role coming into this week, you know, trying to uh, knock off the Redskins, maybe worsen their playoff positioning. So, I mean, I see motivation on both sides uh, for each of these teams this week.
2: Well, and um, I just found out in class, 3A with Athens, uh, they're going to take all eight teams, or at least the top seven. I think Midwest dropped themselves out of district. So Athens will be playing in district, so I think it's just a matter of who they're going to play. Um, they're probably going to be on the road, but obviously I think they'd like to maybe leapfrog CV and, and uh, face a Milton team. So they're both playing for district. They looks pretty solidly into the sixth spot, so I think it's mostly about just trying to right the ship a little bit before they get to district. Um Triple-A for District 4 is fairly wide open. I know Danville's had a very good year, but outside of Danville, the teams have been up and down. And obviously, Fair wants to get their groove back if they have to travel to Troy.
1: Now, of course, you know, the same scenario uh, we posed in the Tawanda-Wylusing game. Uh, you know, I look at Athens and I think they are a team uh, more built for, you know, our potential uh, weather factor coming into this one. Sarah, you know, th- they love to live on Braden Horton's right arm, you know, let him kind of spread it around and see what they can do. So, I mean, I think if this one comes down to uh, more of a ground game, I don't know if if uh, this is going to be one that Coach Gorman wants to get into.
2: Well, I do think Sarah does have some power backs. It's just a matter of if they can execute
1: them, execute the run with them.
2: Um, but obviously, Athens has a very deep well of running back. Shane Reed, is he doesn't look like a power back, but he can run downhill. Um, Jack Young, I know, likes to run downhill. And I do think Athens has run the ball fairly well this year, um, except maybe the past couple weeks. Consistently, though, they've been pretty good running the ball. There, yeah, they definitely like to put the ball in the hands of Braden Horton and, and let him go, and I think that's going to be a little bit harder in the rain.
1: You know, I think, honestly, one thing we're overlooking here, how much of a factor are turnovers going to uh, play into this weekend? Because you and I both know wet footballs are hard footballs to handle, and I don't think uh, we can emphasize how much ball security is going to be a big factor this weekend.
2: Yeah, that's definitely going to be the wild card, isn't it? You know, you've, you're playing well, playing well, playing well, moving the ball, then you get down inside the 20 and boom ball slips out the other team recovers and and it's definitely a momentum killer and it can be frustrating if it happens more than once you know two three times so it's definitely going to be important for teams to make sure you know it's more important to put two hands on the football and maybe go down instead of fighting for that extra yard or two just to keep the ball
1: Old shoe game, our final rivalry game that we are going to talk about. I think everybody's been uh, talking about this in the Canton-Troy communities since probably uh, June because uh, both teams and both communities know, you know, that there is uh, an exponential amount of talent on both sidelines coming into this one. So, uh, Chris, you know, you've had an opportunity uh, to see both of these teams. Obviously, you know, they've been the class of the NTL so far uh, through nine weeks of the season. Uh, Kind of give me, you know, what uh what you're looking at uh, coming into this week's matchup
2: uh on the troy side i'm going to see how well they're able to if they don't have clayton smith how well they're able to um adapt to that um they showed last week against why we they they can run the ball with a few different people but it's going to be a little bit different against Car- canton's defense canton has very very good open field tacklers um that's one thing that really helps them is even if say they get a uh, hole opens up, and you only have to beat one guy. Well, it's kind of hard if that guy can bring you down. And what looks like a five-yard gain is really a two-yard gain. Um, on the Canton side, they they've been able to run the ball very well the past few weeks. We'll see if they can continue to do that against uh, a Troy defense, which is pretty good at stopping the run.
1: You know, what's going to be interesting, I think, in this one is, uh, you know, uh, Miller A. Moyer Field and uh, a lot of rain and muck, I think, could uh, pose problems for both of these teams. You know, footing going to be absolutely uh, crazy for two teams that are built on speed on both sides of the ball.
2: Yeah, I think it's definitely going to be a lot of uh, pound and ground for both teams, that might favor Troy a little bit more but i do think Canton can do that as well they they have a very experienced offensive line they might not have some of the biggest kids but they're not small either
1: okay so now as i look at this matchup i see another x factor as well you know i mean we've talked about ball security and two of these teams are big option teams Uh, quarterback play in this one going to be uh, going to have to be you know as exceptional as possible and uh, I think a lot of emphasis this week is going to be placed on Justice Kimmicks of Troy uh, Cooper Kitchen of Canton uh, to make sure you know hey they're making the right reads and uh, you know they're not letting that ball hit the ground as much
2: yeah Cooper has a little bit more experience than Justice so I think he might get a few more chances to do a read option or another option but i I really do think that Troy will probably try to limit um, any big decision, any kind of fast or quick decision-making for their players. I think they'll probably just try to simplify the game as much as they can and play a ball-control game and try to um, shorten the game a little bit and do what they like to do, which is play keep-away. Canton, I, I really do think that Canton will try their best to get their athletes involved, even on a muddy field. So, I think that if they feel that the option works well with Cooper, they won't go away from it because of the weather. But if they can do other things, I think they'll probably stick to that first.
1: Chris, you know, I'm curious your opinion on this one. Uh, do you feel like uh, both of these teams uh, – will? this will be the week, I should say, both of these teams – show us, you know, kind of that uh, that A game, you know, that game where we've been looking to see, you know, will both teams rise to that full intensity uh, that we've been waiting for this year. I just feel like this week, the old shoe game, everything uh, that all the hype that's been coming around with it, I think this is the week where we just see both teams, regardless of the field conditions, they're just going to come out and pound each other for four quarters.
2: Uh, I I think that that's every year in, in rivalry games, especially in the old shoe, how it has been the past two years. I mean, last year's old shoe was a classic. Two years ago, it was a classic. So I do think you're going to get the best of both teams. Now, I know Troy's a little bit younger, so they're trying to integrate new players and younger players, and they did that a little bit last week. So I don't know if, if they're going to be quite as crisp as they have been the past two years, but I do think you're going to see the best of both teams come out on Friday regardless of
1: weather. All right, well, I guess we will uh, wait, see, and let the chips fall where they may. I mean, we're going to see a really good showdown uh, coming across uh, this one on Friday, but uh, also looking forward to all the other great rivalry games as well. Chris, I know you still got a busy week of sports ahead before we uh, get to rivalry night, but uh, I guess I should uh, encourage you to go find your raincoat, your galoshes, and uh, whichever field you're going to. uh, Get ready for uh, some interesting footing yourself and uh, be prepared for rain.
2: Thanks, Shane. I think I'm going
1: to have to go out and buy a new umbrella. Oh, Chris, I have to agree with you there, my friend. Chris Manning from the Northern Tier Sports Report joining us again this week here on the podcast. Big thanks to him for taking some time to talk uh, rival reaction right here on the podcast this week. All right, so uh, I pretty much uh, have to say that uh, that will wrap things up here this week. But uh, again, I want to thank all of you for tuning in. Again, no matter how you... You do it, whether it's Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, the NTLSports.com website. Uh, Definitely a big thank you to all of you who tune in each and every week, give the downloads and such, give the subscriptions. Hey, pass the word on. You know, it's still uh, only, uh, you know, three years running, so folks out there still might not know about it, still run into folks who might not uh, know about it. And, uh, you know, I love the reactions for the people who find it out for the first time. Wow, I didn't know there was a podcast. Well, Well, guess what? Now you know, and uh, you know, the word of mouth keeps growing uh, day by day, month by month, year by year, episode by episode, and definitely loving that for sure. Uh, It was a pleasure this week to talk all kinds of District 4 playoff action, cross country, volleyball, as well as the standings uh, for football, soccer, everything uh, along the way. And of course, uh, don't forget, we've got the District 4 playoffs coming up as well uh, for volleyball and football starting next week, too. And uh, before we get out of here, though, I definitely want to remind the fans out there, okay, if you are planning on attending District 4 playoff action, okay, make sure you are going online to PIAAD4.net and looking up the game that you want to attend, okay? Tickets have to be bought online at the District 4 website. There will be no cash exchanges at any gate for any playoff game. You've got to purchase your tickets online uh, to be able to. to uh, receive admission into District 4 playoff action. So just want to make sure uh, we remind everybody out there about that. Okay, so we've got uh, NTL football Friday night, the bronze helmet game, losing tawanda on 95-3 the bridge, 7 o'clock kickoff there. I'll talk to you at Miller-A-Moyer Field on Friday night for the Old Shoe game between Canton and Troy, the 67th edition uh, for the Old Shoe. Definitely looking forward to that. I can't wait. I don't care if it is going to be potential. Downpours, rain, muck the whole nine yards. I say let's get it on. Let's get it going. Canton and Troy the old shoe always a good time for that all right big thanks to Chris Manning from the Northern Tier Sports Report Nick Coyle from the Tioga Publishing Company and the Wellsboro Gazette uh, for stopping by this week as well and of course next week folks hey we're going to talk more as the district playoffs continue we'll uh, recap the soccer we'll recap the cross country and of course we'll get you previewed and ready to go for the District 4 playoffs in football and volleyball next week as well. But uh, until then, have yourselves a great rest of the week. Football fans, enjoy Rivalry Week as well. Soccer fans, enjoy the rest of the week for the District 4 playoffs too. I'll talk to you next week, recapping it all. It's been another great edition of the NTL Now podcast. As always, an exclusive production of Circle
0: W Sports. Thanks for listening to NTL Now, your Northern Tier League sports podcast. Keep following the Northern Tier League on Facebook and Twitter for more updates on the Northern Tier League. Audio from the NTL Now podcast may not be used without prior consent. Join us next week for more NTL Now, brought to you by Circle W Sports.